40 weeks for men. 40 weeks for men. 40 weeks for men. Hello everyone. Okay, welcome to the second part of this month from week 12 talking about sex. And today we're going to do a father response. So here I'm going to share my opinion about the interview. I'm going to talk about that and see what I think. And then, yeah, hopefully spark some conversation. Let's get into it. So the interview was really great, if you ask me. But if you need to, go back and listen to it. But, uh, yeah, I think the first point that I wanted to sort of highlight and talk about is this idea of communication about embarrassing things. Communication about things you don't really want to talk about. Um, in my own experience, like learning to do that is something that obviously is unique to each partner, each position, each context. But uh, it's something we all need to learn in order to do this dad thing well. Because, yeah, obviously, like knowing when is the right um, time to have sex with our partner is something that we need to be able to communicate about. But talking about sex can be embarrassing. So how do we talk about, how do we communicate about embarrassing topics? So in my own personal experience, in my opinion, I think it's all about creating a safe space. Now, I think this is just me, but I think the only person in any situation you can control is yourself. So you might want to have a safe environment, but let's be honest, man. The fear is there that our partners will laugh at us or make us feel awkward or whatever. But I think the only way to really create a safe space is ask yourself, can your partner speak to you about embarrassing things? Do you create a safe space for them? If she come to you and talk about, I don't know, something embarrassing like her discharge, discharge or, I don't know, uh, breastfeeding. I don't know, something that she's embarrassed about. Like, can she do that? How would you like her to feel if she wanted to speak to you about something that is not so great? It's like, do you embarrass her in front of uh, friends and family? And, like, I feel like if you start being the change you wish to see, then it'll be easier to communicate about embarrassing things. Just my thoughts. But I want to hear from you. Like, I'm going to create a poll and create a question and answer thing. So, please comment on it so that I can see. Because you guys have the solutions as well. But hopefully, we're building a community here where we can problem solve together so yeah point number two i wanted to sort of talk about is this idea of the urge the human urge for sex slash self-control so the urge versus self-control are they um enemies to each other or can they work together um, I think the guy in the interview, the dad in the interview alluded to the fact that self-control and uh, the urge are two things that are that are 
good if they interact together. Like, if you can look at your partner, look at your situation, your family, and realize that, listen, I've got these urges, but I can control myself because my partner's going through the wire or going through the difficulties of giving birth or being pregnant, and they may not want to be touched. Obviously, everyone's context is different, but uh, can you look at that and, like, I feel like that can strengthen your own self-control. But, like, I don't know. I'm going to put Paul out for this one as well. I think there are some random people that say that sex increases or their partners get more horny when um, they're pregnant or when uh, they've just given birth or whatever. I've heard this from the grapevine. But have I actually seen it? No. Um, I've heard it anecdotally, but most of the people I know have <laughs> not said this. They've said the opposite. But uh, I wonder, are there those people out there? Maybe they have the solution to increasing sex around pregnancy, in and around pregnancy. So yeah, point number three came up because obviously this dad spoke about it in the interview. But uh, I wanted to talk about this idea of men, dads, going to therapy. So, I just want to give my own sort of personal experience with this. I was one of those guys who was like, never that I will not be talking to a random stranger about my issues. Nah, I'm not doing it. And I was against therapy. I was against it. I was. I was like, it's just a money-making scheme. Go and find a good friend that you can speak to or a family member. But actually, it's something about therapy. Like, I've been to a couple of sessions myself um, about my relationship and about my personal health as well and my mental health. And I've been to a couple of sessions and I'm being very honest with you guys, listeners. It was a blessing. Being able to speak to somebody else who's impartial, being able to offload and in a very sort of non-judgmental atmosphere was really, really, really good for me. What's that word? Invaluable to me. Um, so I want to encourage my listeners, go out, if, you, if you've got things that you want to offload and you don't always feel comfortable speaking to your partner about them, Find a good therapist. And, uh, yeah, let me encourage you guys, man. Obviously, you don't fall into a money-making trap where they're just taking your money like mad. But uh, still, find someone that you can speak to. A good therapist is helpful. It's helpful for men. I, I believe that. And I've, I've experienced it myself, so I want to encourage you. But, yeah, also, on this point, I think it's really important to find the right therapist and be able to say no to some relationships or some therapy sessions um, because like you need to find the right fit so there might be a session that you do and you don't really like it or you don't really feel comfortable and then you just force it keep going and I don't think that's wise I think you need to find the right um, uh, niche but at the same time, yeah, you do need to endure because they are embarrassing things. 
So it's it's a balance. It's like you need to find the right niche, the right person, the right relationship with your therapist. But at the same time, you do need to endure. Because speaking about embarrassing things can be hard. So yeah, point number four was this idea of timing. When is the right time to start having sex again after um, you, your partner is given birth? So I'm a strong believer that it's not you, but it's your partner that determines when they are ready. But I think that it's something for us men to do, us partners to do, when we're waiting for our partner to get ready. And that is, I'm going to use an agricultural term here, a farming term, but it's a good term. Cultivation. I think that when we're waiting for our partners to be ready for sex, I think it's a good time to be like, Sowing seeds of, or making the ground ready and sowing seeds of uh, confidence in our partners whose bodies have changed a lot. So they might have stretch marks, there might be a bit more weight, there might be differences, the boobs might be a bit lower than they were. Like, there might be differences, but it's time to be like, baby, you look great. Or just cultivate, man, like, darling, today. <laughs> You're so sexy. I love the way you look after our kids or the kids. I love the way you're you're managing this. Like I feel like it's that I really want I hope that dads will listen to this and be like, listen, when it comes to pregnancy and my wife giving birth, I'm gonna be building her up. I'm gonna be saying good things to her. Cause I think as we're waiting for the timing of the right time to have sex with them. We can be doing things. We can be cultivating the ground. Yeah. Let's keep it moving.